0: Hey guys, welcome back to episode two of the Collaboration Podcast. We still don't have a name for it, but we've been taking suggestions um, such as Collaboration Nation, Collaboration, the Marvin Minji Morning Show. Jeff from Houston, the former ED of Houston, has been sending a lot of suggestions. Some of them are gold, but some of them are pretty bad. Sitting across from me, again, is our executive director, Minji Chang.
1: Hi, everybody.
0: Who's a little under the weather
1: or a lot.
0: She made the mistake of going out of l a to San Francisco this weekend and brought back some more bugs for us so
1: this is the this is the third time I've been sick in a month, and I had the, one of those being the flu, and I'm kind of over it, so I will do my best to bear I can't even think of it. <laughs> just <laughs> It's be been as coherent as possible.
0: It's been a trend now. So Minji's been going back and forth um, to you know do various things with family, friends, because uh, she's from the Bay Area. But every time she goes back, she gets sick again. That's not true. Then she not comes true. back here. Not true. When you went back for the holidays, you that got was sick right away.
1: Christmas, I didn't get sick.
0: Mm. But then you caught the flu.
1: Yeah. That was LA's fault. I guess. There's germs everywhere. Let's just be real. <laughs> and our immune system is the worst.
0: Mm-hmm. She's been on a Parks and Rec. Um, binge lately.
1: That's actually funny that I'm talking about being sick in Parks and Rec because I started watching Parks and Rec Thanksgiving 2014 when I was bedridden. Literally could not get out of bed (laughs) and I started episode one on I think the day after Thanksgiving and then it was it's donezo. Now I'm all caught
0: up. (laughs) Yeah well how was your uh, how was your trip?
1: Trip was good. I love the Bay Area. It's it's kind of crazy how <clears throat> you traveling um, alters your sense of time because everything moves so quickly when you're in L.A. I mean, anybody who's ever visited or lived in L.A., you know that there's a million things going on per second here. There's so many events and so many people to see, so many meetings to take, and um, things that are generally slower, I'd say, uh, unless you're in New York. In like, San Francisco? San Francisco, I mean, well, I'm visiting there. I don't mm. work in downtown San Francisco in the hmm. tech industry anymore, but... Um, yeah, no, it was, it definitely a different change of pace. It was horrible weather. It was like a torrential <laughs> downpour. I left LA, it was 80 degrees and perfect. And then I, like four hours later, I'm in the middle of a downpour going 40 miles an hour on the freeway cause <laughs> I was scared for my life, Jeez. but it was, it was fine. Hence I get sick, but whatever.
0: Yeah. I had a pretty good weekend besides the fact that, um, I was getting emails Saturday night asking me to work and put together stuff from from you but
1: stop calling me out on in on the air man just saying
0: (laughs) some of us want weekends too okay i'm sorry you
1: could have ignored you didn't have to open it can't help it this is like a a sideways humble brag we're so (laughs) 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 hardworking, or maybe we're just really inefficient
0: (laughs) i think it's a little bit of both but no we're we're here trying to you know get this whole collaboration thing going you know things have been going going lately. We've um, actually, um, a lot of things have been going on. We were actually went to go visit the BuzzFeed offices last week. Yeah, that, that was, was pretty so cool.
1: cool. Shout out to Eugene Yang.
0: Yeah, so um, watch out for our blog. You'll be seeing an interview uh, going up soon, hopefully. Yeah. But it was really cool just to see how like, a new media office is just a lot of open space a lot of people just hunkering down and putting on content they told us that their average turnaround from conception to publishing is like 1.5 days which is
1: no they do 1.5 production shoot my brain was not a complete foggy mess right now (laughs) i'd remember it's not 1.5 days it's uh i think they give like a 1.5 weeks from conception to like production to editing to out which is still really quick
0: so I just have my my units yeah. You
1: around. hyper like shortened it.
0: Well, they they go fast and they go know. fast.
1: Yes, no, it was really cool because the office setup actually reminded me a lot of San Francisco. Um, you know, I've been able to visit a lot of my friends' offices in 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 the Bay, and it's really really cool just to um, witness how these. Media and advertising and social, you know, Facebook and Google, how they have these shared spaces and the startup vibe. It was very much like that, and it was really cool to see that in LA. Um, and it was funny because we were there, and right when we were leaving, we happened to look over at the computer closest to the main door, and the person there was actually editing Jenny Yang's video. Of- right.
0: If you guys haven't seen Jenny Yang's asking Asian video, it's hilarious. Yeah. Check it out. Um, we have it posted on our on Collaboration Facebook page, but I'm sure most of you guys have seen it in some form or another uh, shared with, it's been shared a lot, so.
1: Yeah. Props to Jenny, man. She's on fire. I love her. (laughs) It's funny because we're like, oh, XYZ is coming up regarding Asian American XYZ. And we just all kind of turned to Jenny. Jenny, what do you think? (laughs) Spokeswoman. (laughs) What? Can you give us your two cents? Thank you. (laughs) Speak on our behalf. Thank you. You know, well, she's she's so good at being articulate and being funny, and but being very smart about what she says.
0: So yeah, yeah. Speaking of being articulate, so our our podcast went live um, last week. And know we said we, it might be biweekly, but I just but there's so much to do. I want to try to make this a weekly thing. And you you're know, ambitious, so Mark. Here we are again, and thanks for everyone who listened in and gave us feedback. A lot more people than I thought listened to our podcast, and. <laughs> It's a little weird, but you know.
1: That was very bizarre for me because I mean Marvin knows this. I I, I have my opinions. I speak out loud quite frequently <laughs> and you know, I write things, whatever, but it's it's different when you're putting things on social media and versus when you're like your voice or your face or something is recorded and you realize that a lot of people have heard or seen you you kind of I don't know it's like this um suspended reality where you're just like oh yeah I made xyz and I just put it out there you don't think like it's actually being listened to and influencing somebody else's opinion or is really weird and then then people walking up to you and be like hey good job on blah blah you're like no and
0: that's the thing it's not just like friends and family and like collaborators strangers but like people have come up to me like I was at an event this past weekend and someone came up to me and said hey I listened to your podcast after they heard about collaboration and they're like You guys did a pretty good job. I'm like, really? Because I listen to it and all I hear is my voice and how weird I sound and how I, you know.
1: You do sound kind of weird.
0: Very weird. I (laughs) learned I need to practice my enunciation. So this will be, that's the new name of this podcast, Marvin Practices Enunciation. Nice. Maybe I should do some more Toastmasters. We've had,
1: see, (laughs) thank you. I was about to call you out on that, but you called yourself, that's so crazy. You guys, I've been, I'm really big And this is something that I'm working on. I've been working on for years just through my professional life, public speaking. I really am a big proponent of, um, see, there I go with the ums. I'm really a big supporter of of public speaking and practicing and developing as a skill. And I mentioned in the last podcast, I think about leadership development and how uh, I think that building confidence and building a presence comes with how you speak and how you position yourself through your words and your tone of voice so i've been bugging marvin for a <laughs> long time and marvin and I are good friends so i can give him as much crap as i want and i do lovingly but i've given him feedback of like let's start a toastmasters thing let's do it and he's resisted me much as i've resisted doing this podcast <laughs> but then this podcast has brought you to see the light so yeah
0: <laughs> so i'm just gonna if any of you want to keep a running tally of our filler words, that would be we That's can awful. work towards a goal. Just comment how many ums, likes, and what else, whatever else we do.
1: Um is your filler word. It I think is. so is mine. Mm. I say so a lot. I just connect eighteen sentences with so's. I think
0: so is less disruptive than um.
1: But it you're just it's a giant run on sentence. <laughs> <laughs> Did she ever stop to breathe? She just kept saying so. <laughs> anyway.
0: But yeah, no, glad to, you know, we're, we're always trying new things here in collaboration, and you know, you know, also, this is going to be the death of this podcast, just us calling each other out on filler words, but...
1: No. This is <laughs> so. us opening the door to feedback, which is good.
0: But yeah, you know... Eternal optimist. Having this uh, medium for us to voice our opinions and also keep you guys informed on collaboration and kind of, you know... um giving a bigger, I don't know what I'm saying. Just letting you guys know that collaboration is much more than just the shows we put on. It's also, you know, the thought that goes into it, all of our, you know, plans and all of our projects come from this, this place where we want to just have more people be aware of, um, you know, Asian Americans and culture and people doing cool stuff. And, and it's not yeah. just
1: an awareness thing because I think with the content, we've talked so much about how we want to... um build our voice and this is one of those ways and for me i'm really excited to bring in other voices besides marvin and myself but also like marvin said to have us be kind of that behind the scenes look into all the stuff that goes on because it is a very 24 7 365 operation that we got going on here
0: yeah You won't believe how hard it was to get Minji to put down her laptop today to record this thing because there's only one things going on right now.
1: That also is because I'm running at like 40% (laughs) of my optimal – I shouldn't even be working right now. This is, again, not a humble brag like, oh, my God, I'm so great. Like I just need – there's things that need to get done and I should be sleeping. (laughs) If I say something like completely off the wall, Marv, you have to edit me out.
0: I'll do my best.
1: You're such a liar. (laughs)
0: So speaking of all the things going to collaborations, going to our next segment, which is our collaboration update. So uh, <laughs> there's we're we're commissioning some artists to help us uh, come up with some theme music and transition music. But for the time being, going to put up well, you're going to have to put up with my mouth noises.
1: Can we get sung or? Oh, that'd Carrie, be great. can we get some Korean FX or some hmm. beats to do stuff with our <laughs> mouth instead of you?
0: <laughs> we can get Slim in to do his robot voice.
1: Slim is a dangerous person to bring on this podcast. He you know he eventually will be on this podcast. Mm. But that will be like an extended podcast. Three hour podcast. Four point <laughs> seven hours long. Some
0: of you guys might not know Slim, but you'll soon. Within the next month, I believe. But going off collaboration updates, so one of the biggest things that came out recently is that we have a new city joining our our little family. Woo. Austin, Texas is um, building up a team, and um, they're probably going to have a show this year, right?
1: Yeah, they are. Mm. Uh, we are looking at late summer, early fall, and it's really exciting. Austin is one of my favorite cities. I've been to a few dozen cities in these it's states awesome. at this point, and they're just seriously so full of creativity and fun and it's really different than the rest of texas (laughs) when i hear i've only been to dallas um i still need to go to houston but yeah austin i'm gonna go there next month for south by southwest
0: so have you been there before
1: yeah i've been there a number of times i actually have family there my my aunt lives there a good friend of mine lives there so i've i visited last time i visited was 2010 okay five years
0: yeah i was actually there about 2010 as well um, it was during the time when I was looking at grad schools, and um, back in, back that year, uh, that was the last year that JetBlue did their All-You-Can-Fly deal. Oh my like god, can they bring like, that back? I bet they lost a ton of money on that, but oh. you basically, you pay like, well it was the second year, so they raised the price, but you pay like $700, $500 to basically fly anywhere you want for a month, so visited a lot of places, Seattle, New York, Chicago, Austin, just looking at schools and also um, just exploring and Man,
1: you would have loved Texas if you ended up going to grad school in Texas. I mean, they just have such a I mean, they have a whole festival called Keep Austin Weird. Mm-hmm. I love it. I mean, just that title itself says a lot about the city. And um, they they just have so much live music. They just mm-hmm. have film and all, all sorts of things. It's funny. Somebody from Texas gave me the analogy about um, about how the cities in Texas are. Mm-hmm. And they said that Austin is like the San Francisco of texas that dallas is like the la that's a little like i've heard dallas
0: is like it's described as the beverly hills of yeah there you
1: go and it kind of okay you know i probably have a collaboration dallas family listening but that kind of was my impression
0: (laughs) and this is two californians describing texas for you but
1: hey i'm from both cities now i can kind of (laughs) i can kind of say but you know dallas was gorgeous yeah um anyways yeah no austin's so cool and excited they have a huge asian american community there that Mm -hmm. you know i'm still learning about i've seen because my family lives there my cousins went to ut austin or Mm -hmm. one of my cousins did um the other cousin went to baylor but it's really exciting
0: Mm. well it wasn't for lack of trying i did apply i just you know wasn't smart enough to get in
1: don't be self-deprecating like that, Marvin. You must be confident in all that you do.
0: <laughs> I ended up going to Maryland, if you guys are interested. Go Terps. And uh, Terp? Yeah, Terps. Torpal? Terps. Terrapins. They're like turtles.
1: That's cute. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> but awesome is a lot of fun. Um, I remember walking through the Capitol building area and just getting, um, there's like a Segway tour going through. So that was cool.
1: Everything is bigger in Texas. Mm-hmm. Okay, people are going to... Okay, don't be gross, guys. That's I, I'm actually putting this... I'm digging a hole. Um, but I'm taking all
0: my strength not to say what I want to <laughs> say right
1: now. <laughs> uh, yeah. um, but Texas is nothing but land. I mean, didn't mm. they want to be their own country or something? I think they, they still do. They want to like mm. se- secede from the union or... I don't know, whatever. <laughs> but it's every building that's why okay honestly when i went to dallas i was so impressed with the venues there when we had collaboration dallas there was this like beautiful state-of-the-art performing art center and i'm not gonna start talking numbers but man this place was so nice and so new i think it was literally maybe like two years old it had mm. been built two years before and it was a fraction of what you would get for <laughs> anywhere in san francisco first of all um just so much land it's so Mm -hmm. spacious and you know they have these giant buildings i went to a korean barbecue restaurant that was probably eight times the size of anything you'll find in (laughs) (laughs) k-town like i don't know what to do here where's the bathroom i need like a i need a segue to get to it (laughs) it's crazy
0: nice yeah all i did in austin was um visit the school and then i met i just walked down sixth street you know grabbing drinks making friends and looking for uh i was hunting for food trucks um there's a the top chef from um, the season a couple of years ago, Paul Key, he had it's like a food truck there. He used to be the sushi chef at like Uchi, so It's kind of doing my whole foodie tour, but
1: I don't follow foodie stuff. You really, you really do know like everything about food. I really know nothing. I just listen to you.
0: Not everything. I read a lot of stuff.
1: You read a lot, and like yeah, I just I'm not into that particular culture. The only like famous chefs that I know are Roy Choi and anyone.
0: <laughs> well, you know. It's part of, maybe we'll hear more about it in the future. Yeah, no,
1: I would love to hear more about it.
0: But yeah, no, Austin's awesome. Looking forward to heading there. You're actually heading there for South by Southwest in a couple weeks, right? Yes, so next month. So looking forward to hearing back from you then.
1: We'll see what I can get into. I'm not, I don't, the wristband, everything's very expensive now. (laughs) So we'll Mm. see.
0: So if you're in Austin and you have, you know, an inn, or, you know, if you know of the non-festival festival stuff going on, you know, give us give us a holler. <laughs> we will be grateful. We will. Yeah. I will. Awesome. And the other big thing going on collaboration right now um, are auditions. Mm-hmm. Um, our first batch of shows are being set right now. And um, we have four cities that have open auditions right now or have opened their auditions. Um, we have Chicago, Collaborate in Chicago. Um, they're having their live auditions on March 28th. And they're accepting applications right now. Just go to their Facebook page or their website, and you'll be able to get um, click on the call to action and get into um, apply there. Um, Houston has just opened their online applications as well. So check out their Facebook page. You'll get a link there. Um, Dallas is setting their live auditions. Um, details TBD. So hopefully next week we'll have more details for you if you're in Dallas and interested in getting involved in collaboration. And DC just opened their Um, Online applications, and they have a two-part application: uh, filling out out a profile and then an application. So um, DC has a like all four teams have amazing teams and are amazing people in their teams. Yeah, they do. um, Yeah, if you're if you're in any of the cities and and you know want to be a part of collaboration and share your talent, you know whether it be singing, um, singing, rapping, poeting, poetry, poetry, poetry. (laughs) spoken word. um definitely check it out um you no know, collaboration is amazing because we're in all these we're in 14 cities so we're actively searching for talent and you know if you even have even a small remote you know desire to really take your take your talent to the next, take your um i guess creative career to the next level you know collaboration is a great place to um get that get that step
1: I'm really curious because we've talked about a lot of these things for like blog posts or whatnot. I would love to have a podcast to just talk about auditions. Mm -hmm. I think it's really interesting because it's a really big part of my life, building my acting career, and also having been part of collaboration for six years and having hosted a number of auditions and been the one auditioning people. Mm -hmm. So being on both sides, I think it's just a really interesting perspective, and I would love to get artists who – You know, actors, I mean, actors specifically are, it's just such an interesting lifestyle to have um, getting up in front of people with lines that you've known for maybe 24 hours Hmm. or less and having them scrutinize you, size you up, and then reject you on this. I mean, it's a very interesting lifestyle. Yeah. And and then also, it's just, I think there's a lot we could talk about that. Hmm. And I would love to give give and get advice on how to nail your audition. I have my own personal thoughts because at this point, I think, and you too, like, yeah. and you you and I have literally auditioned hundreds of people at this point. So it's really cool what you'll pick up because you'll see the different nuances of what makes someone stick out.
0: Well, we can get into that right now. Just maybe top three tips or things that you've noticed. I know for, for myself, definitely being prepared is huge. I mean, in in general, like as a professional, you want to, you don't want to give any um, anybody, any notion that you're not prepared, like mm-hmm. you're just winging it because you know um, it comes down to just um, being professional means you know doing doing what you do well, mm-hmm. right? And that comes with being prepared, understanding what you need to do, coming in with a plan in mind. And not the worst thing you can do is give us the impression that you're winging it.
1: How would somebody you know? give you the impression that they're not prepared? Be specific.
0: <laughs> for example, like I've seen people come into audition for you know as a singer and they're reading their lyrics right off their phone yeah or they're you know they're coming. i feel like
1: there's a difference like if you're a poet sometimes like Mm. i've done spoken word before i've done it one time and i almost vomited all over the place but (laughs) it's sometimes if you have like a lengthy poem Mm. that in that case i think i would excuse it a little bit more but for singers yeah if you're doing like a three four minute song it's it's best to be memorized
0: also you know if you're doing cover song that we've all heard before like
1: you should probably know. You should it probably now. know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Things it just like gives that. a better impression. It just makes you look more polished and yeah. prepared. What else? Is there any besides phone reading? Mm. <clears throat> I'm trying so hard not to cough right now I mean, into the
0: mic. You can turn your head. You know, it's a cardioid. But... No,
1: I have to sneeze forward. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, I mean, cough. What do you think about code? Like coming I mean, dressed to, you know, impress, oh, yeah.
1: You know? Yeah. I mean, and that's a different distinguishing factor with if you're coming in for a singing audition versus acting because maybe some Mm. a lot of people who are acting they like to come dressed in the character sometimes people advise against that but anyways it's kind of just putting your best foot forward Mm. putting you know oh i know i woke up like this
0: (laughs) (laughs) so one of the things that's kind of my biggest pet peeve is attitude like coming in and so not gonna name names but you know who you are um we've had people (laughs) come in that you know just with this demanding like oh i need the mic this way i need this and that and that and that and like after everything's set up after like we spent 20 minutes helping you set up the perfect setup you give me a mediocre song you know that's my my most like you know if you're gonna demand that much of my time, you better be good, <laughs> oh, wow. or else I'm going to be so annoyed. I wish you
1: guys could see my face. I'm just, like <laughs> sitting here with my eyes like wide. I was like, Marvin, what are you saying? Like, wow, um, he he's getting really
0: like. No, just it's, don't it's like. You no, know, if you're going to project this air of like, you know, you're you're like the bomb or whatever mm-hmm. like, that's dating my then my, deliver I mean, then deliver. Yeah. Well,
1: okay. Well, see that's and that's the okay. So this is why kind of like on a more meta level why auditioning is critical and why you got to keep doing it i mean that's the whole the the doing is what builds the skill you're not gonna sit there and imagine it and like picture it in your mind even though they say that's a very powerful you know Mm -hmm. actualization manifestation tool if you will it's still not gonna make you a great performer unless you get up and perform Right. And I think audition is part of that. Like, you've got to keep auditioning. You have to keep, you're never going to be perfect the first time. You're never, you might not be perfect the 700th time. And how do you know that especially for actors? Like, how do you know that this part is you versus that part? And you know, every part's different. Right. So when it comes to like live performances, I think, so we've, we, again, we kind of talked a lot of different things. We were trying to come up with the top three mm-hmm. things. One mm-hmm. thing is be prepared. Mm-hmm. Don't walk in not knowing what the heck you're going to sing. Um, put a little bit of effort into your presentation. Just, you know, put polish. And honestly, I really believe that when you put your best foot forward um, with your hair and your clothes and whatever, you stand differently. You walk into a room differently than when you're wearing what I'm wearing now, which is sweats and a hoodie. You know, (laughs) you you carry yourself differently. So I think that that just helps you. It helps you have a much more strong presence. Mm -hmm. So preparedness, um, presentation. I think for me the added atti- then you said attitude and i could, that's that's for me really really key mm-hmm. and that's something that i really want collaboration to really drive home and encourage is by doing these things and by putting conscious effort into it we can build a stronger more positive attitude and as cheesy as that sounds that positive attitude is what will take you so many places because i I hear this in my acting school. I go to Beverly Hills Playhouse, but we always say that act, uh, attitude monitors talent. Mm-hmm. You can be the most talented person ever, but if you have a, if you have a if you have a really awful attitude, and you have an attitude of entitlement or an attitude of self, you know that self deprecating attitude too. Mm-hmm. It it shoots you in your foot, time and time again. A because people just don't want to work with you, right? B, because your talent is just not going to shine because if you're walking right. in with, you know, something less than like, I'm grateful for this opportunity, I'm happy to be here, I just want to kick some butt, mm-hmm. do my best and like get booked, period, right? If it's anything besides that, it just doesn't read well with the audience right. and there's no one's going to root for you, right? Mm-hmm. So I think um, attitude is a huge, huge deal for anyone's auditioning for anything, if you're interviewing for anything. Again, I I always say that being an artist is very much in alignment with any other job. Mm -hmm. If you're walking in for an interview or meeting or networking, right? You got to put your best foot forward. You got to be prepared. Know who your audience is. Thank them for the opportunity if that's so appropriate. Um, I've just been really impressed. The people that stick... And there's people who didn't make collaboration shows that I still remember because I'm just like, they were so wonderful and maybe the talent is something that maybe needs to be practiced and nurtured and Mm. just over time they'll get better and better but i'm like please have them come back you know next year yes we'll do it and that's the other thing about auditioning so number four i'm adding a fourth or three b if you will in in alignment with the attitude part of walking in with a sense of um confidence and gratitude is persistence do not let one failed audition floor you. Do not let one audition. You have no idea why you did not make a show. And that's actually something that people have asked of collaboration. They're like, how do you guys choose your lineup? Because I think in general, when you feel like you made yourself vulnerable and put yourself out there to try something that was super scary, which auditioning always is, no matter what, no matter how pro you are, it's scary. You know, mm-hmm. It can be very intimidating. So when people do that and then they get shut down, they're gonna get defensive, they're gonna get sad, they're gonna get discouraged. You know, we can we can go talk about that forever. But you know, people have asked, like, well, why don't we make the lineup? And I think it's been interesting because every city's kind of had their own um <clears throat> selection method. So uh, maybe, you know, let's do another podcast where we yeah. talk about that.
0: I mean, judging talent by itself is very subjective. There's yeah. no like there's no set rubric. Right. And not everyone even if you have a rubric, not everyone views things the same way. It's you know it's really I think a lot of it does come from the attitude. And like, like you said, like, you know, with the attitude, you know, in, in business, we we have these, you know, interviews, we call them behavioral interviews where it's, you know, we ask you these, we ask everyone the same questions, but it's not really about what you answer, but how you answer them. You right. Know? And it's, uh, how you answer things and how you approach things shows how well you prepare,
1: mm-hmm.
0: how well you're ready and how, you know, like the more comfortable you are, the less, the more authentic it is. Right. In most parts. So, right. you
1: know. People are always like, and I think that's, we talked about that last podcast about social media and kind of all the things that we're thrown at. Mm-hmm. I think right now, especially, and it'll continue here on out, authenticity and having a good sense of self is something that really sticks out and impacts whoever is on the receiving end. They're going to, they take that much more to heart than somebody who might be super talented, but is maybe has a, some a barrier of some sort, whether it is arrogance or whether it is, you know, just um, like severe insecurity or whatever that is, that's going to hinder them from reaching who they're trying to reach. Right. So I say, and we hear this so much, so it's so cliche, but it's like, yeah, be yourself, own it, and and just practice a lot. Right. Be really good at what you do, and you're only going to get better by doing. So if anybody out there has ever been part of collaboration or audition and didn't make it. You know, I'm sorry that that you didn't make it, but I hope that it. Um, if you if you're so inclined, to please come back and audition for collaboration. Um, if everybody always got the part on the first try,
0: we'd have like 30 hour shows. We'd have 30 hour shows, <laughs> and
1: honestly, the the you know the lesson comes from. I mean, rejection, and right. I'm not trying to prove a point, but you know, you, it's part of what separates the people who will continue right. and the people who won't. If you're gonna get if you're gonna stop after the first no
0: yeah you know well i mean there's plenty of you know entrepreneurs will tell you you know failure is not the end failure is part of the road to success you right know? it's right. like if you've if you've never failed in your life then you never know how you like how you would react to when things don't go your way right right and how you react to when things don't go your way is what defines you as you know like a human i was gonna say a leader but like as as a person, as as a successful person, you know, like right. if you don't let failure get you down, if you if you see it as just all right, it's just another obstacle or another thing to get through mm-hmm. and keep your eye on the prize, you know, like you'll get there eventually. Right. You know?
1: We've actually had some really cool um returning mm-hmm. artists in collaboration. Um, one of the people that comes to mind just because we were listening to their music right mm-hmm. now is Lions Ambition. And they're from Seattle and they're a really great band, but they didn't even make it into the show the first year. I think it was the first year or second year, but they, the first time that they auditioned, they didn't even make it into the show mm-hmm. and they, they went back and then they practiced and they, you know, were still amazing, got even more amazing and came back the next year and they freaking won. Mm-hmm. They won the next time they got in. And, you know, I, th- I think, um, I think Melvin sings, Melvin, if you're listening, hi, Melvin from San Francisco, same thing. He didn't make it in, I think the first or second year. He was in our fourth show I believe our fourth show again if I'm saying anything incorrectly it's because my brain is a foggy mess but Melvin was definitely a returning <laughs> finalist he was wonderful and um yeah it's just been really cool and that's 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 what I love about collab is watching everybody's journey and cheering for them I'm cheering for everybody yeah. you know that sounds so <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah I mean it's definitely great to just see like i've been in situations where i've seen people come back and it's always happy it's always good to see them because they always come back better you yeah
1: know? yeah so yeah i love people who are like that's not gonna get me down and mm. have a good attitude about it yeah there's some you know i mean there's there's a variety of reactions to like i'm not gonna let it get me down and sometimes especially in america i mean i feel like it's a we're very you know American dream and independence driven and I'm here to be unique and make a statement and pull myself up by my bootstraps kind of this, that's our culture here in the States, you know? Right. And, and so I, I admire and respect that. And, and it's interesting to pair that with the whole Asian part of our culture where it's like we're super hardworking and I can't take no. Like that's, <laughs> and it's interesting. Swear to God, we've, we've had many conversations about failure and about what defines success. Um, because, in in parts you know there's many cultures out there where failure is not an option mm-hmm. we're here to say that failure is part of success it is part mm-hmm. of how you get there um and that's that's interesting what what comes as a result of that conflict because you're just like i'm not allowed to i'm not allowed to mess up right i'm not allowed to be anything less than perfect and that's very damaging yeah in my well, I mean,
0: culturally too you know we're we're told that you know as minorities we have to be 10 times better than you know the majority in order to succeed and that pressure gets added on to that that idea of you know that's why you know culturally we're pushed towards more stable careers than you know right um, honestly
1: culturally and here's the thing too and i'm around a lot of actors all the time Nobody wants their kid to be an artist. That's also what I've learned. It's a universal. Like, there's no white, black, Latino parent that's out there going like, "Yeah, honey, go, you know, go on fifty auditions a week, book maybe one thing a month, and have just enough to pay five hundred dollars rent for a room in a house with rats." You know what I mean? Like, like not <laughs> saying that. Here? Not the, not saying that like every artist out there is living that lifestyle, but it is definitely unstable. And and maybe you know we we know that personal experience and i personally know the experience of being an asian american artist and the resistance that i face with my parents and and otherwise you know the judgment that i fear from all parties everyone around me uh, for being vocal or being expressive in xyz way but it's a you know like it's not a like just an asian thing right ain't nobody want their kid to be an artist <laughs> you know they're like no get your get your 401k get your six-figure salary and right. honestly if i was a parent a huge part of me would want that for them too yeah like i get it so yeah you know <laughs> what you? though i'm oh, mm-hmm. sorry no go ahead okay well the other thing that i was thinking about when i was watching fresh off of both last week which was so fun mm-hmm. um when when did we record the last part? Po- it came out the day that it came out,
0: right? Right. Okay. And we're recording this today to come out tomorrow, so after tonight's episode. So we're, we're going to pretend that we watched last night's episode. Oh we actually did watch one of them. Yeah, we did watch but, one because they switched episodes. Yeah. Before we get the fresh out of the boat, let me just um, reiterate just um, our last update, which is auditions are live for <laughs> Chicago, Houston, <laughs> Dallas, and D.C. So if you're in those cities, um, check out your local Collaborations <laughs> Facebook page and find out how to audition. And we look forward to seeing you there. And that kind of covers the collaboration updates. So let's move on to news now.
1: Um <laughs> <makes noise>
0: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Um First up, The Boat premiered last week. Yeah. To rave reviews. Yeah. A lot of people, not not only Asian Americans, but you know, a lot of critics, a lot of um even um non Asians, I guess, really identify with the show in in ways that, you know, is unique and
1: the one that awesome. I shared on my own Facebook was um, the African-American person. Was it a woman? Mm-hmm. I think it was a woman. Yeah, and she wrote a really wonderful article. It was on Color Lines. Yeah, and, yeah, it was a really great article just kind of reflecting on – I'm just not going to articulate this well because mm-hmm. I can't. Uh, it was just a really interesting perspective on the Asian-American experience coming from an African-American person's perspective and their issues with race and how mm-hmm. they were, you know – how they were programmed societally and within their own families, et cetera, to, to view other minorities. And it was really cool intersection of all of that. Um, and I
0: I remember she mentioned that, you know, at least growing up, she had, she did have African American role models on TV to look at. And like aspire to, whereas, you know, she was saying that, you know, Eddie and Jessica back in the 90s didn't really have anyone on TV.
1: Well, it's funny because here's the thing, too. And we're working in collaboration, so we're working on creating more artists um, who will hopefully be an inspiration and and a storyteller, right? There's that that part. But also, on the other hand, it's funny because Constance just put out an article that came with Time today. It was was on time.com. And she's talking about how I'm not here to represent every Asian mother ever. You know, it's really a, it's a very fine line and a weird position to be in because she's an artist, you know, she's an actress and she's a great one. And, but like her, her, I don't, I don't think her whole main goal in life was like, I'm going to go out and represent all Asian American women and all Asian American mothers. However, that's what's kind of on her plate now playing this role. Well, that's so, kind of just,
0: just our society in general, putting that onus on them just for the fact that there's no one else doing right what they're doing. it. No, we talked to Randall um, during when they were filming one day at at a press thing. And he kind of said the same thing. Like, you know, he's just trying to put out the most, the best show he can put on. Right. And hopefully that will be good and good for the community. But at the same time, he does feel that he has his responsibility. I think that's him being Asian American art, Asian American studies major. And, you know. Well, no, it's true,
1: though. I don't think he's like, I don't think he's like pulling that out of his butt and just like making... Of this pressure look right. at what everybody's been saying you know what I mean mm-hmm. oh my god this is our one hope oh my god we're finally represented oh my god we find you know 20 years blah, 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 and like rep sweats and all that stuff rep sweats <laughs> rep sweats was a it's a it's a little idiom that um miss Jenny yang came up with um to to summarize our our anxiety around representation right it's rep sweats, rep sweats. um it's a real thing
0: so you and, know that feeling you get like that all of us probably had before we saw that first episode. episode, Oh my God, is this going to be good? good," This has to be
1: good. And if it's not good, I don't, I don't care. I'm not associated with, you know what I mean? We're all ready to push it away if it didn't represent us well. And we're all ready to like climb a board if it did. And Mm -hmm. it's and there is a lot of pressure. So I, I, I really feel for Constance. I'm glad that she said what she said, Mm -hmm. which is a very strong statement. Like that's not my goal in life or as an actress to, represent all Asian mothers however this is my role I'm gonna do it to the best of my ability put on a good show be funny and there you go and it was funny because we talked about that with Eugene too at BuzzFeed Mm -hmm. Eugene Yang who's originally you know his focus his whole life his whole goal and dream was to be a filmmaker he just wanted to be behind the camera he had no intention of being an actor being you know any sort of character or any sort of figure that way he just wanted to make awesome film you know this kid from Texas and an amazing like creative mind and everything. Right. And then he was sharing with us how that, you know, when he got in front of the camera, the reactions that he got, the comments that he saw really impacted him and how he just changed how he saw himself. Right. Because he, re- he kind of recognized like, wow, this just me doesn't even matter really as fully as much as what I'm saying, but just me mm-hmm. being on in front of the camera, being a confident Asian American man is saying something it is it is making an impression in, of sorts mm-hmm. on many different minds um and so that's something he actually really embraces and it was really cool to hear from him saying you know that's that's my thing now yeah i'm here to i'm here to like make sure that we move forward i'm here to make sure that we have some like good content out there that's funny and controversial if you want like whatever
0: right and in the end that's all we can really ask of these people you know it's It's unfair that they get this pressure, but, you know, it's just because, like we said, they're the only ones there. It's the only show right now that's, you know, portraying Asian American family and, like, in this vast sea of, you know, other shows. (laughs)
1: Stuff, other...
0: (laughs) But maybe I'm getting sick too.
1: Well, because they're not even like competing with just network again, right? We're talking right. about the vast amount of content out there. If you don't want to, I don't have network TV in my, like Marvin is sitting in front of my giant television and there's, giant, huge. Is, it's not even mine, it's John's, it's my, roommate's. <laughs> it's my roommate's TV, but he's sitting in front of the TV. That TV doesn't even have TV. Like we have our fire stick from Amazon. So we watch Hulu, we watch Netflix, we watch everything but TV. Right. I can't watch Fresh Off the Boat at home unless I wait for it to go online, and then I can maybe you know watch it. Mm-hmm. So it's funny because, you know what I mean? Like how there's—I'm sure there's a lot of people in like our age group and younger don't even have access to that show. Mm-hmm. So think of again, the pressure is not just like oh we're on network TV yeah. and this is TGIF. Oh, which I freaking miss. I miss mm. with TGIF so much. But it's not like that. It's like we are competing with all of network television and everything online right. that you could be watching besides this. So it's a lot, you yeah. know, I get it.
0: And I did learn this from Jeff Yang, who's the father of Hudson, who plays young Eddie yeah. in the show, that uh, if we do stream it within three days, it counts towards the uh, the ratings. So oh, snap. Make sure you stream as much as possible yeah. within three days of... Uh,
1: no, honestly, yeah. and the shows are good. Like this, this again, this I've been reiterating this, and I don't want that to be like the thing I'm beating over everyone's head with. But the shows is, is well done. Yeah. I I watched the screen. We went on set to mm-hmm. watch it, and I was absolutely hopeful, but I wasn't truly expecting to be wowed. Mm-hmm. I think I I had rep sweats, and I was definitely maintaining <laughs> definitely. low expectations just so that I didn't walk out of there yeah. disappointed.
0: And I mean, we watched the pilot and we all thought that was pretty good for a pilot. Usually pilots take a while to, you know, it's kind of, there's a lot of, you know, setup up and a lot of I don't explaining, care. but yeah, it's, um, it was a really well done pilot. Well, better than, you know, most pilots out there. I would say, I don't know. If, everyone you
1: know. hates on Parks and Rec's pilot. I thought it was great. I watched all the seasons because of that pilot. So everyone <laughs> out there who's hating,
0: yeah. shut it. <laughs> so we thought it was already pretty strong. And then we saw the second episode, which is actually the first episode airing. Last night, um, because <laughs> this is Wednesday. Because it's totally Wednesday today, um, but it was even better, and you know, it's definitely was. We, weren't even, we were We was. It was like a relief. Like, oh, it's. You know, I think everyone kind of like it, excited. You know? was like, yeah, <sighs> they can keep it up, and it actually got better. And you know, it's um
1: the second episode, which is last night's episode, was I I you know I laughed even more freely. I was like <laughs> Lovely. I'm laughing and it's easy. (laughs) No, I really props to them. I really love Nachka. She's an amazing writer. Mm -hmm. She has her own unique perspective. She is Iranian. And she's not, so she's not, you know, whatever. Asian American people can argue that too. But she, she came from a very, like, I have immigrant parents. Yeah. I grew in a second-generation immigrant life of mm-hmm. parents with accents and not knowing how to deal with, you know, Lunchables and all that. So that's part of her childhood, too. So I, that's what I liked about it very much, that there's a lot of a universal story. Yeah. Of,
0: I mean, personally, I didn't have Lunchables until college when I could buy them myself.
1: Are you serious? Yeah.
0: We had, um. there was like a convenience store near where I, where I dormed and they sold Lunchables. I was like, mm, let's check this out.
1: I had Lunchables in elementary school and they, it very accurately, it was all the rage. <laughs> I just wanted, we. I only got them for field trips because I mm. would get hot lunch at school. Mm. But anyways, I just, I was like always waiting for field trips because then i get
0: the lunch. And I'm like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know what I really wanted back then was the um, the squeezes. I never got the squeezy juices. Oh. I had like box, you know, like the box apple juice you get from Costco. Yeah. Back then it was Price Club. but Yeah, Price Club.
1: Yeah. Dude, that's like I'm sorry, but this is the public health side of me. I would, I would never let my children drink squeeze. Ugh, it's high fructose corn syrup. They would
0: have faces on them and they be all like, Ooh. "It's awful."
1: It's fun cartoon stuff and everything. I get it. It's really great marketing, but it's awful mm-hmm. product. Anyway, funny. So the one thing I wanted to just, um, share with you before I forgot was when I watched Fresh Off the Boat. Actually, there was um, one point that I actually started thinking of Selena. Uh-huh. And that one scene with the dad. Funnily, Selena the dad from Selena reminds me a lot of my dad cuz my dad mm. was not Randall Park. My dad was a lot more like the dad from Selena, the Mexican-American dad from Selena who's very hardworking and very kind of has like a uh, chip was on his, his shoulder.
0: He's the guy who played um I
1: don't know his his real name. Mm. But he's he's an amazing actor yeah. and in that story He's he's driving, and then his two kids, Selena, Jennifer Lopez, and his son, they're sitting next to him, and they're all kind of talking about going to Mexico together. Mm -hmm. And he, the way that he phrased it in like a minute was so on point because he's saying we need to be more Mexican than Mexicans, and we need to be more. um, I I don't know how he phrased it. We have to be more American than the Americans. Mm -hmm. And I think that's like the interesting because you could take that same theme and kind of put it with fresh off the boat and our experience too. Cause I definitely felt that when I watched Selena, I was like, damn represent God. you know, like preach. Cause that's, I feel that right. it's like, how do you stay on top of, you know, like H- Hudson's character with Eddie? Like, mm-hmm. how do you, he's trying to find his identity and he does that through listening to notorious BIG and everybody, you know, like he finds his connection with that. He goes home and eats his mom's noodles Right? Mm -hmm. He wants to, but then he wants to go to school and eat a Lunchable. He wants to, like, and the mom and, like, with the, what was it, the CSC or what?
0: Uh, The CS, um, the CLC. CLC. Which (laughs) was a um, subtly, like, slightly disguised Kumon, I think. Yeah. So that was, yeah.
1: Kumon. I mean, my friends all went to that, and it's crazy. It's just, like, you know, like, how do you, and I went to Korean school.
0: I was actually able to. (laughs) <laughs> You're right, yeah, I was actually able to escape the um uh, the Chinese learning centerness like just um I don't know there was i grew up in a an in interesting circumstance where there was really no one to compare to like my mom my mom what do you didn't mean? really you hang out with compare to everybody <laughs> <laughs> well, so um my mom would compare me based on other son's, I guess, cleanliness. Because I had messy rooms. So it's like, why can't you be have a clean room? Like that? You but probably still
1: have a messy room. I
0: might have one. <laughs> 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 I just as based
1: on Marvin's car.
0: But, um, no, I cleaned my car. But um, but in terms of, you know, um, school-wise, I did have to take Chinese school every Saturday. Yeah, I mean, um, I did Korean school. For, you know, school. to you know, keep my language up. But um, for me personally, Mandarin was my first language. So... Going to school is more learning how to read and write, but you know, in terms of vocabulary and fluency, I was already there, so it wasn't that bad. But
1: I mean, it's, yeah. again, as an adult, I'm really grateful. I'm grateful mm-hmm. that I love having that duality and having I listened to 90s K-pop like no yeah. other. I bought all the magazines, and God, if YouTube had existed when I was a teenager, <laughs> nothing would have been done. This is true in life.
0: Well, because we had to wait like half an hour just to listen to a song, yes, you know, to download, you know,
1: kazaa. Or Napster. I, Napster. Then Napster. and
0: LimeWire. Yeah, LimeWire. All these perfectly legal places to get our music. All
1: the viruses. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh, yeah. no, I mean, it's it's just interesting because it's that's the story that I just find that I relate to. Yeah. The duality. I, and I love, I celebrate it. But it, it, you know, when you're growing up in it, it's kind of like, well, the whole thing when you're little is like, how do I fit in? That's true. Right? And then when you're older, it's kind of like, how do I stand out? <laughs> and it's just a very, um, it's a very universal struggle. I think that everybody, it, it's it's nuanced in very specific ways when you are Asian yeah. American
0: versus whatever, like the CLC and whatever.
1: Yeah. I thought it was funny. It was hilarious. It just it was is. like, oh my god.
0: Well, I mean, <laughs> and that gold. stuff is like I about Koreans. I know for Taiwanese, and um, that's a reality back in like the old country, I guess. But you know, you. you you go to school, then you go to school yeah. for school. yeah. And then I remember I was in Taiwan a couple of years ago and it was probably like 7, 8 p.m. I was walking back to my grandma's place and then that was when their cram school let out and all these kids just like streaming out. It just seemed like... Like you have school from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. pretty much. Yeah. That just No, that's in Korea yeah.
1: too. I mean, they, they all just... Poor things. I mean, this <laughs> gets into deep territory because I have a really like... I'm very um passionate about mental health mm-hmm. and there's an extreme not extreme i don't know I, I don't know the statistics to back that up, but intuitively, I feel like there is a significant lack thereof of mental health support um and emotional health support in at least in Korea right. when it comes to you study 20 hours out of 24 hours a day. You eat your books. like It's part of the culture. You know <laughs> what I mean? You're cramming for a test. You eat that freaking test. You yeah. eat that book. That's how you're going to retain the knowledge. And that's why for me, and it translates. Here's the thing. If it was just like, oh, that's the lifestyle. Ha, ha, ha. No, it goes deeper than that. Like suicide rates and things like things that are really very damaging and very sad and very painful for me to hear because I have family there too. And it's part of who I am. I mean, this is, again, part of kind of like having dual cultures. I grew up here, but I still feel a connection back. And it, um, I don't know. We could we could talk about that for hours. We could talk about this for a long for time. For hours, just to how it yeah. impacts. And for me, I've talked about this with so many of my friends. One of my best friends from high school is Indian. And she mm. is amazing. She's going into oncology. She's done neurosurgery. She's like brilliant hardworking woman but we've talked so much about just expectations and how they parallel each other how they're different and you know it's real the struggle is real we all want to like learn and be successful but again definitions of success right that changes from culture to culture but it also can be the same but that's part of our stereotype right yeah it was in the show
0: (laughs) (laughs) and i bet you know we can go all into the deep the deep dark recesses of you know you know, Asians preoccupation with education and, you know, things like that. And I'm sure we will, I don't, I don't know if the show, like the show probably won't go that deep because, you know, it's a sitcom, It's like a sitcom, but yeah, you know, it comes from a real place, which yeah. is, which is again, why this show hit up, hit a nerve with a lot of, you know, a lot of people because we all know someone or were that someone who had to go to school for school, you know, <laughs> but yeah, I'm sure we'll we're be talking
1: minus a- is like pretty much the equivalent to an F.
0: Oh, uh, when I was in high school, I, like, I gotten pretty <laughs> much um, because of AP class or whatever being worth more. One point more. I was able to lower their expectations little, <laughs> little by little. until <laughs> to where a, a B was okay because it's an A.
1: It's all strategy, see?
0: Right. But yeah. Fresh with the boat. You should watch it.
1: <laughs> I, think, I think it'd be great because here's what I'm also learning about all kinds of shows. Even stuff like Marco Polo or whatever. Mm-hmm. You got to watch it to have an opinion. Right. I think people in general... Um, because time is scarce. I completely get that. Mm-hmm. But if you're going to start throwing around opinions about X, Y, or Z, I've been using that term. Last time, last podcast, I kept saying cool. I said cool like every other word. Cool is cool. This this time I'm saying X, Y, Z. Apparently, it's my term this time around. But if you're going to have an opinion about something, I think it's, it's you have more space, and more val- validness, validity.
0: You have more of a... Uh- step to step on right? yeah when, you, when you've actually you have more seen substance
1: it. if you've actually watched it right so i i implore people yeah because i've tried to stop doing that i used to have opinions about all kinds of crap that i never ever saw <laughs> it's like well that looks stupid who why they cast those people did you watch it well no because i don't have time for that you know like
0: yeah with that voice too yeah exactly voice.
1: i'm yeah <laughs> i'm owning up to this is me me that becoming me becoming an adult is just acknowledging how <laughs> stupid i've been
0: oh very very stupid i think of stupid things i've done when i was even like 10 years ago i'm just like i think Man. of
1: stupid things i did six months ago so mm. let's just be real
0: <laughs> but yeah fresh off the boat now tuesday nights at 8 p.m um they're showing two episodes yesterday so i don't know why i'm plugging <laughs> in. watch it next week um
1: it's in a tough time spot, right? Like the-,
0: the big thing is, is it's going up against NCIS, oh. which is like one of the biggest is CBS shows.
1: When is my show on?
0: And then, um, when you, what's your show? Oh, and also Parks and Rec. But Parks and Rec um, was always kind of struggling. Oh. So that's why NBC put it on that time slot, mm. supposedly. And then after Parks and Rec is done, it's finishing up by the end of this month. Uh-huh. Um, this is the next, episode, next season of The Voice is going to be in that time slot. So Ooh. that's big too.
1: Dun, dun, dun.
0: But, yeah.
1: And they're up against Adam Levine. Mm. Can he... Anyway.
0: But, yeah. <laughs> Other news that happened was um, Allegiance, the George Takei um, internment camp-themed musical <laughs> got picked up by Broadway. It's going to go um, on Broadway in probably this fall, so...
1: With Leah Salonga. Mm-hmm. That is Princess Jasmine, y'all, and Mulan. What else is she... I mean, she's just... She's done like Miss. She's done like everything. Mm. Miss Saigon, she's... Oh, her voice. <laughs> her voice. Can we listen to Aladdin like right now? <laughs> no.
0: It's gonna... We'll listen to it later.
1: No, everyone will enjoy it. <laughs> Tell me someone who doesn't like A Whole New World.
0: It's a pretty dope uh, karaoke song. Exactly. Especially if you're on a date. No,
1: but you... I don't know. We want to talk about that? Um... No, but everyone loves Leah Salonga's voice because she did an amazing job. And so I'm saying, if I played it right here, right now, I don't think anyone would complain. And if you are yeah, complaining, you're lying. coming
0: out of your speakers and it'd be all weird on the podcast. We can, we can play it later.
1: We should put it in the podcast. Are we allowed to do that or is that copyright issue? I think
0: Disney would sue us. Damn it. Please don't sue us, Disney.
1: We didn't play it, okay? I was just saying.
0: <laughs> but yeah, it's great. They've been trying to get it on Broadway for like, it seems like years. I mean... When when did it drop at on um, the theater in San Diego? Like I'm not sure. Like a I while don't know the ago, history. so you know.
1: Again, Marvin's like the best historian that I've ever met. I I have an opinion about something, and Marvin will immediately give me the last five years synopsis this
0: is a good um topic for future but i just have a really i feel like i just have a really good memory you do and that got me through college i feel like (laughs) or it it got me through to college and i got to college i realized that's not enough to get through college yeah and i actually had to study and there you go but no um, i have a
1: really good memory when it comes to certain things
0: but you're very much like your sponge well i used to be really good just uh with faces and names and i realized that is no longer the case. The, so I think no. my brain is starting to degrade or something. Yeah, well, Or it's just, it's just full of stuff. Much. This is you why know we, know we have be. to meditate. Or it's just full of just useless stuff like taco songs. Facts. And taco songs are amazing. Don't I love make,
1: how it came back to bite you in the butt, though. I'm don't so make,
0: don't make fun of my dark recesses of the internet. There's a lot of cool <laughs> stuff in there.
1: <laughs> a lot of garbage
0: other news is uh k-town cowboys the movie is finally dropping It's yeah, going to be premiering Danny's at south show. by southwest and you know that's pretty cool that's another thing that's been you know another product project that's been in the works for a long time glad to see it finally come out
1: can we have danny on the show um, our podcast
0: yeah if, do you know danny yeah all right sometime in the future we're, we're gonna we have a third mic that's not being used right now so um and a fourth mic maybe if i you know can buy that on amazon but in the future, you can buy all the things on it won't Amazon. just be me and Midgey's. Um, we're gonna
1: diversify a little
0: bit. Yep, so yeah, if you're at South by Southwest, check out the South, the K Town Cowboys uh, premiere and let us know how it is.
1: I'm gonna watch it. <laughs> Are you gonna watch it?
0: I'm not gonna be there.
1: No, but eventually, you have to watch it. Oh, well, yeah, of course. We should I have it. a screening party here. I
0: watch everything.
1: Yeah, you really do. You watch everything and then you tell me about it, and then I'll watch it.
0: Yeah. I'm the scout to tell her it is actually, like, I get rep sweats, but I'll watch anything. <laughs>
1: yeah, honestly, I think my rep sweats are, like, not, not just Fresh Off the Boat, but all, the, like, I, I delay a lot of things. It's mm. not good. Like, I procrastinate on watching stuff like Parks and Rec. I knew, I knew I would like that show. Mm. I love Amy Poehler. And I think Aziz Ansari, like, for years. And this show's been around for, what, six years now? Seven years? Seven years now, yeah. Seven years. I knew I'd like it. And I just avoided it like the plague. Don't know why. Mm. It's so dumb. I was like, oh my God.
0: (laughs) One of the dumb things she did six months ago. Yeah, exactly. That she rectified.
1: Judging myself, but Mm -hmm. I've come to peace with it.
0: Yep. So that's um, all the media news that I have on my show notes. It's probably other stuff.
1: I think mean, there's a lot of cool tours going on right now. It's just, I, I, for me, I. it's hard to stay on top of all the things that are happening, which is a good sign. I mean, the fact that there's so much happening and that I can't keep up with it, I take it as a really good thing. Because yeah. before, I think, if you sat down, you think about, it, like, what's happening in the Asian-American community? You'd be like, duh, 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 done. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And now it's like, oh, there's so many film festivals and whatever. There's a Seattle Film Festival going on this weekend. and Collab- Collaboration Seattle is co-presenting um, a film. Cool. So if you go to their Facebook, I'm sure you can find that out. Um, film festivals, are they're getting better. Like we said, people who are working and generating more content and actually working on films on a regular basis, they're going to keep making better, better films. So right. I think it's really cool to just go out there and support. Um,
0: Again, it all just comes down to doing. Right, just do it. I want to do something and do it.
1: Just do it. Right. And um, Maria Digby's on tour. Mm-hmm. Love her. She was, a, she was a host at Collaboration Star 2014. She's a sweetheart, amazing I mean, talent. Your
0: buddy is opening for her.
1: Yeah, and Collaboration San Francisco's uh, winner of 2012, Peter Chung. He is an amazing, you know, original singer-songwriter. He is going to be opening for her at Brick and Mortar in San Francisco on February 12th. Which is what? and
0: mortar is totally like a san francisco name for like a restaurant or bar totes <laughs>
1: totes so peter shout out to you awesome job i'm really excited for you um and then dumbfounded's on tour on the east coast right now mm-hmm. he's gonna be performing at ucasu in boston at cambridge um, i think he has something going on in new york next week um and he just got a shout out from drake which is oh, yeah. crazy ridiculous and awesome because um, drake was out battling instead of being at the grammys that's at least what that video says. Seems like
0: a good place to be.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Be in your tribe. I didn't see
0: the Grammys. I heard Kanye bailed on his Kanye ness.
1: I mean, there's he, again. See, I didn't <laughs> read it because it was everywhere in my feed that mm. I didn't want to open it. And I kind of gathered enough just from headlines. Like a lot of bully. gifts going on. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, okay, get it. He did it, Kanye. <laughs> Woo. Um. So yeah, those things are happening.
0: Yeah. Well, let's move on to um, the last few segments here. We're running a little bit long, but let's. Um, th- a couple of good questions came up from... So again, our, our email is podcast at podcast.collaboration.org that's collaboration with a K. Uh, we didn't really receive, receive any email up questions, but we did receive a couple of good questions from our staff that I forced to ask those questions. Um, so let's go through one or two and then uh, we'll call it a podcast. Cool. All right, so Lauren Lola of the... SF staff asks Mm -hmm. why do we spell collaboration with a k how did that become a thing (laughs) now i don't know the exact story but i know bits and pieces but i know you heard the story firsthand right from the source
1: yeah and i've i mean the general understanding that i have because i was not there is this is a big game of telephone so pk or ben if you want to correct me please do or christine because christine knows everything um collaboration in summary, it used to be a Korean American movement. It used to, it started as a Korean American show and it was the, that's what PK started. He started that at USC in 2000, just for Korean American DJs, singers, dancers um, and rap artists they, they had categories at that time. And so I think when they were just brainstorming all the different names, um, yeah Ben Ben was the one game Ben Chung. Shout out to Ben. Um, ben, who is one of the original members of the Jabbawockeez. What? Mm. And one of the original founders of Collaboration. What? He came up with the name.
0: It's also current Kinja.
1: Yeah. He's mm. also in the Kinjas with Mike Song and Anthony Lee and Bin Wen, and They're doing amazing things. And
0: yeah. and they're running a workshop for us then.
1: They are. And mm. Movement Lifestyle. It's going to be
0: amazing. In April. So stay tuned for that if you're in LA. And I apologize for the hammer sounds. Um. We're recording at our home office in LoHo, and there's construction going on. So, my mics aren't are picking that stuff up. So, maybe they don't
1: hear it that loud.
0: If we can hear it in our headphones, I appreciate oh, sure okay, gotcha. it. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Cool.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So that's the story with collaboration. It was Korean American. Um, so, when it became a Pan Asian American movement in 2006, the name just stuck. I don't think that we wanted to give it up at that time. But there was also Asian Elevation. Well,
0: the story I heard was um when it became Nation, they tried to change the name oh, yeah, yeah. to Asian Elevation. And it yeah. didn't stick. It didn't stick. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, you know, when you have a good brand, why change it? So um it is collaborating with K, but K is now representative of All Pan, the
1: world. All the Asians. You know what I also noticed is like Filipino groups, a lot of they like like Kababayan and like they have a lot of K names yeah. too.
0: We don't have our Filipino roommate here to explain to us what that, what it means. But yeah, there's, there's a lot of kness. Maybe if you have a description or a explanation, you can write to us at podcast at collaboration.org.
1: Yeah, no, I really yeah. want to learn like the, the etymology of that.
0: Yeah. Cool. All right. One more question from Terrence, um, our buddy from Houston. Um,
1: Sup, Terrence.
0: Collab is obviously 90% about the show performance, but could it ever be... Could it ever make a strong move to promote non-performance artists in some way?
1: Yes, we can. Yes. That's also a huge push right now. We're building our website. And thank you to everybody who's been really patient because our website's been under construction for a long time. But um, again, the challenges of being volunteer run, and I don't want to use that as a cop-out, but it's to curate artists' work mm-hmm. and to kind of keep up to speed with the, the vast amount of work that's being created out there. It's challenging. It's very hard, but it's something that we're still aspiring to do. And we have in the past featured different artists here and there at different collaboration cities. And I can speak only for collaboration in San Francisco where um, we wanted to have, you know, the space in our lobby area leading before the show to to exhibit art. Um, to work in graphic design and to illustration and fashion and things like that there 's a lot of different ways to integrate all the t- different types of arts it's it's just it is many people 's full time jobs which we are working on creating
0: right and then as if you've if you've been following collaboration within the, even in the last couple of months you 'll see that we've you know we 've started expanding our blog um coverage to cover things like books
1: yeah. um
0: also this podcast and also we're working on a couple more video video projects as well that um, we hope to expand our coverage through um like we said collaboration is about providing a platform for people to pursue their passions and you know um we're we're starting to make some headway into you know the culinary world the writing world and things like that so um there's a lot of cool stuff um in the works and we hope that you stick with this and you know watch collaboration grow into um it can do its potential, I guess
1: the evolution of collaboration.
0: Yep. All right.
1: Good question though. Thanks, Terrence.
0: Yeah. Um, again, if you want to submit a question to collaborate the collaboration podcast or send us uh, your suggestions for the name of our podcast, um, the email address again is podcast at org. All right. Um, to finish up, I'm just, uh, we're going to go through just some upcoming events, um, going on in the collaboration movement, just to keep you, give you guys, um, a heads up, um, I'm assuming, I'm hoping that our audience is spread out across the nation, so some of this will apply to you. Um, but um, we got a lot of cool events coming up, a lot of cool open mics, um, which has There's been
1: that word cool again. Can we diversify? Cool
0: is awesome. Don't worry about it. <laughs> a lot of great open mics. Um, that, that's been working out pretty well for a lot of us. You know, um, one of our goals is to create more. Um, community events to you know, mm-hmm. engage community also give our artists more platform a better more chances to um, to, to show do, their talent to, to do do their to do art. things right so um, coming up um, in Houston um, they're having their next open mic on Thursday February 26th um, 6 30 at the Stage Lounge um, check out their Facebook page to for more details actually that's a general just check out their Facebook pages or their websites um, for uh, for more details about these events, um, so I don't have to say that every time. Uh, Dallas is having an event this Friday, which would be in two days from when this podcast goes out, called a little sweet, a little sweetness KTV. So it's a nice little Valentine's Day themed karaoke night and a family karaoke. Um, they they have drink specials, and you know, if you have, uh, don't have anything to do just go visit, check out, meet the staff, and you know, have a good time. Um, New York's super busy. They have three events coming up. Uh, one is an Intro to Culinary Arts, which is taking place tomorrow. I think tickets should be sold or closed by now. But if um, if you want to check it out, check out their Facebook page, and they have um, information there. Um, they're going to be talking to um, – I have her name. Sorry. A pastry chef um, that um, uh, decided to, you know, move from being mono to a, a, a pastry chef and kind of talking about – what it takes to make it in the culinary world. So that's looking forward to hearing back about that event from our Chicago, from our New York um, friends. Um, they're also having a happy hour next Thursday, um, February 19th at the headless horseman. So
1: happy. <laughs> <laughs> it's February and I'm thinking of Halloween. Dang, New York. I can not keep up with y'all
0: happy hour. I said happy hour.
1: I know. I said, but I said happy Halloween because it said the headless horseman. And I thought of oh. sleepy hollow anyway. <laughs> delete that out
0: <laughs> no it's, it's staying in <laughs> no um, so if you want to hang out with the uh, with the New York staff you know come check it check out the, the happy hour you No, know, New York's all about happy hours right you, you just, almost said didn't a you? my brain's turned to much too <laughs> and um, they're also having an open mic in April their online applications are open now so check out the website or check out their uh, Facebook for the application and last but not least um, if you're in LA um, we would like to invite you to join us in San Gabriel um, on Sunday February 15th for the San Gabriel Lunar New Year Festival. Collaboration is going to be uh, Manning, the main stage there. So we're Womaning. Womaning. <laughs> womaning and Manning.
1: We're personing.
0: <laughs> um, we're we're going to have a lot of great acts there, a lot of traditional acts. And also um, we're bringing in a couple of um, our more modern collaboration acts. So um, Danica Dan, Prisca. Paul Dante, Prisca, Alpha, Korean FX. They're Korean. all going to be there. So it's a free event. So come Seriously, check it out.
1: It's a free show.
0: Yeah, hope to see $3.99. you there.
1: And it's going to be, well, you already mentioned Linsanity, right? I didn't, but. Okay, so there's going to be an outdoor festival stage area where all there's a bunch of really beautiful traditional acts, you know, the line dancing, fan dancing, taiko drumming, all this really, really cool stuff. Actually, planning this festival has been really fun because it's just a reminder of like how rich the culture is and yeah. how rarely I get to see it. Honestly, this is kind of like the one time of the year I'm going to see it. So I think it's really important that we keep that part alive. So I think anybody who's down to enjoy that, come out. You know, there's like a beer and wine garden and there's food everywhere and all that stuff. So come enjoy. Um, and then, the, you know, the modern portion of the acts is going to be a really fun, high energy way to close out the the performances. And then we're going to have the inside screening of Linsanity, which is also free. And if anybody has, actually, I'm surprised because Linsanity didn't reach everybody. You know, I think a lot of the screenings that I witnessed, I went to, is all sold out and packed. Yeah. So, I don't know. I, I guess there's a good, I'm guessing there's a good number of people who still haven't watched the whole thing.
0: It is on Netflix right now. Oh, it is. Very yeah. cool.
1: I didn't know that. See, again, Marvin knows everything. I just bring up something he knows. Um, mm-hmm. But if you want to watch it in a true theater style and you're in L.A., come yeah. to the festival.
0: And everyone just come say hi to us you know we're we're nice people we like welcome your feedback if you listen to this podcast and you can
1: tell marvin how much you enjoyed his his uh soft rock radio host voice
0: all right and that's a podcast um thanks for joining us and we'll see you guys next week
1: have a good week everybody